Good afternoon, Packers fans. Welcome to your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Going bitterly on this Friday afternoon because I know a lot of you watch Andy Herman or like to join him live on Fridays at 5, my time. So I figured I'll go a little early. One Friday, one Friday I moved up Packers Daily. You know why? It was out of respect. Name the movie. Hope you're all doing well. Good to see everybody already mixing it up in the comments. Big game on Sunday, and I say big game because it's a game, and it feels like they haven't played a game in forever. Packers coming off their bye week, getting ready to face the Denver Broncos, and of course, it's not a game unless you're talking about injuries. What, injuries after a bye week? That's right, injuries after a bye week. Jair Alexander popped up on the old injury report on Thursday, didn't practice today. Sure doesn't sound like he's going to play on Sunday. I know he will be listed as questionable on the injury report, but I'll be very, very surprised if he's a go. Um, Elton Jenkins, also dealing with that knee injury, limited participant the first two days of the week, did not practice today. LaFleur seemed to say it was precautionary or confirmed that it was precautionary, though he didn't really kind of lean into that one. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see if Elton's giving it a go on Sunday or not. Clearly, that would be a monster blow for the Packers if he's unable to go. Got to get this offense on track, and he's a big part of it. Uh, other than that, Devondre Campbell is going to be listed as doubtful. Uh, sure feels like it's going to be quite a while still until we see him out on the field, which really stinks, and it makes you wonder um, if, you know, when it initially happened, if this sprain, this ankle was, you know, possibly a reason to put him on IR. And a lot of people have asked about it. High ankle sprains can linger for quite some time and sure feels like it is for, for Devondre. But, hey, this means, you know, McDuffie, Wilson, these guys, they got to come up and fill where they can, do what they can in a rotational basis most likely. We'll see on Sunday, walking wounded out there for the Green Bay Packers, but a game that the Packers, and I've said it many, many weeks in a row now, should win. It's a game they should win, but they should have won against the Raiders. They should have won against the Falcons. Should have won. Should wins or not wins, as we all know way too well in Green Bay. Uh, but especially if Aaron Jones able, is able to go, which you both hearing from Matt LaFleur and from Aaron Jones earlier this week at his locker, feels like he's going to go, but, man, you can't count on anything these days. So keeping our fingers crossed until Sunday, Aaron Jones is available and ready to get going. Good to see everybody mixing it up already. Before I get going, you know what I got to do. I got to give a shout to our good friends over at Firecracker Farm. That's right. Spice up your game with Firecracker Farm's amazing hot salt. Everything is better with hot salt. What is it? It's sea salt infused with ghost, reaper, and scorpion pepper. It's great for grilling, dips, and cocktails. You name it. Who makes it? It's a family brand made by hand in small batches, not in a factory. And right now, Firecracker Farm is offering a 20% discount for Cheesehead TV viewers and listeners for a limited time on your first order. So go ahead, go to firecracker.farm now, place your order, and get ready to spice up your game. Don't forget to use CHTV at checkout for 20% off. That's firecracker.farm, promo code CHTV for 20% off. Do it, folks. You know you'll want to. Hello to everybody in the comments, especially Eddie starting us off with a super chat. What's up, man? Send some carry the G to North Carolina. Eddie, you're going to have to uh, enlist someone that you know personally to do that. Wish I could, man. Really, really wish I could. What's up, Jack? How are you? It is Friday. Indeed. Dale, good evening from London. Good afternoon. 
from New York City. I hope you're doing well. <laughs> Taylor, thoughts? So many thoughts. I can't believe how many thoughts I have. All of the thoughts. I will say, I was looking over Evan Silva's matchup column today, um, which I highly recommend if you if you can swing it. I know it's a little bit more expense over there at uh, Establish the Run, but um, looking at his matchup column, I tell you what, man, it's interesting to look at the perception of some of the Packers players um, as opposed to what we've kind of gone through as fans, watching them since this summer, and then, you know, you you look at someone who you know doesn't ride and die with them and what they think of the players kind of production so far all these young guys on on Green Bay are not like afterthoughts but it's interesting how really hard to get a read on them from the outside and hell probably from where we sit as well because they just haven't been utilized a ton game in and game out there have been spurts there have been moments but yeah for the most part it's still a lot of unknown um you know, I think this is a week where Luke Musgrave probably gets on track, probably gets utilized a little bit more, though. It is funny watching how people, and I know he kind of disappeared for a stretch in that Raiders game and after he got you know, yelled at on the sideline. But he has played at least 69% of Green Bay's offensive snaps in four of the five games. And he's had seven targets or more in two of the last three games. So it's not like he's completely disappeared. It's not like, I feel like sometimes people you know, want him be thrown at, like, Travis Kelsey or something, which, okay, fun, but I don't know if he's ready for all that. But, again, 69% of the snaps, it's not like he's not out there. Hopefully gets a little bit more productive here starting uh, Sunday in Denver. Is Stokes practicing? He is practicing. He has not been activated officially to the roster yet, though. Um, We'll get an announcement probably tomorrow if they're going to put him up for this game, but they could still wait till next week. So, but he is practicing. No Packer transplants this week. That's right, Eddie. No transplants this week. Uh, Corey is traveling. Um, he will be back next week. Figured, you know, no game, bye week, what have you. Wasn't really necessary to get him jumping through hoops logistically, technically for, you know, a transplant where we would have a game to talk about. So he'll be back next week, back to transplants at its regular time next Wednesday. So we'll be on the lookout for that. Happy Friday, Aaron. What's up, Matt? How are you? Um, wait, what's the movie? It's Goodfellas, man. Come on. Don't know Goodfellas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Folk 34. Realize last season we went more than two months without a regulation win. We may not be a very good football organization. Well, I disagree with that last characterization. I think they're definitely not a very good football team right now on October 20th or whatever it is. But that doesn't mean they're a bad organization at all. Warrior Benger, just finished reading When Pride Still Mattered, looking for recommendations on an NFL history and or Packers history book. Oh, get the people's team. Get the the book Mark Beach put out. Or get Cliff Crystal's book if you're really down to 
get crazy and you'll do some real deep dives into the history of the Green Bay Packers. Both of those books will do it for you, but Cliff's is insane. It's so great. It is um, the greatest story ever told, I believe is what it's called. It's his, his, you know, 100-plus-year history of the Green Bay Packers. It is outstanding. We had Cliff on Transplants when the book launched um, two years ago, and it is worth everything. It is four volumes. It's exhaustive, and it is incredible. It's so good. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, do I think Robinson gets a lot of carries? I don't know, man. He's got to be elevated off the practice squad first. Uh, we'll find that out on Saturday, but um, a lot of carries? No. No, I do not. <laughs> Nathan, now be nice. Nathan says, Jesus, people are so impatient, man. If you can't support your team when they're struggling a bit, then beat it. I get why people are frustrated. It's frustrating to watch this team at the moment. You know, it has been for these last couple games. And fans being frustrated about that, that's perfectly normal. It's understandable. I don't get as frustrated as I used to. Like 20 years ago, I'd probably be pulling my hair out and throwing things. But now, you know, I look at it through a different lens. I understand, you know, long term why this season is the way it is, why last season was the way it was. But those are not the norms. They're in a transitional period. Clearly, turning the page, chapter, starting a new chapter post Aaron Rodgers, it's never going to be easy, and this is part of it, right? I will say, I was watching the Saints last night and thinking, thank God. You want a poster child for how not to deal with your aging superstar quarterback. Look at the Saints. I mean, they hung on to Drew Brees for dear life, kicking that can way more than the Packers ever did both with his contract and the surrounding deals. And they held on, and they held on, and they held on. And they never won another championship, much like the Packers. Never had a plan at quarterback. And then when they turned the page, uh, Breeze, essentially, they rode him until he couldn't throw more than five yards. And now their team is, I mean, you talk about cap hell. The Packers are taking their medicine this year with Rodgers' $40 million-plus cap hit, a lot of the other contracts that they reworked during the 2019-2020 seasons trying to push that can, put, kick the can down the street because they wanted to keep guys together for one more push with Rodgers. They're taking their medicine this year. Next year, things ease up a little bit, and then in 2026, well, heading into 2026, they're scot-free. The Saints are in cap hell for the next, like, five years. It's insanity. So I get it's frustrating. But, you know, the move from Aaron Rodgers was never going to be easy. And this is part of that frustration. Should have been expected. Tried to tell you guys this all summer long. I did. Go back. Look at the tapes. You know, they talk about, oh, i got to look at the tape. I've looked at the tape. I was there. Told you guys all summer this was coming. Peter, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Would the Packers ever consider using Christian Watson in the backfield pre-snap? Well, they did against the <laughs> against the Raiders, and they lost like four yards. Um, I, I understand what you're saying, and trying to utilize him all over the formation a little bit more. Probably trying to do some of that, but let's get him going at receiver first, traditional outside perimeter receiver. Let, let's get him going. That's that's what I'd like to do. But, yeah, I think they would. I think they'd like to do more of it. I like think they want to find different ways to get him the football no matter where he's lined up. Um, but they got to get him going, no doubt about that. M, what's up? Thanks for being a Carry the G Club member. Appreciate you, man. Just back home after the London game, how different was the environment than last season? That reminded me what's being a Packers fan, even in shaky times. Go Pack Go. 
Oh, yeah. That the environment last season was insane in London. It was amazing. You talk about just showing up and showing out for your team. Pity the Packers didn't show up, but that was a that was a surreal experience. London was amazing. I hope we I hope we get uh Germany next. Uh, Nags, this is a really good question, Brandy. Nags, do the Packers hire or employ someone to self-scout that is not biased, which is, I believe you mean, like not on staff, not part of the team? No, I don't think they do. Um, You know, it's all work done by the coaching staff and by the personnel folks who all work for the Packers. So that's a really good question, though, or idea. I'd love to ask Matt about that. That's Man, maybe he does, and we don't know about it, and no one's just ever asked, but... Yeah, traditionally, no. You're doing that all with your staff members. That's a really good idea, though. I like it. Very tired with all the players practicing all week, then being questionable, then ruled out. Never seen a team have so many questionable players be out. Says something about our mentality. You've written R, but I believe you mean our. Um, Happens all over the league, dude. You're just hyper-fixated on the Packers. Welcome to the NFL. They play football. Cheesehead TV is where I get all my Packers news. National media is incredibly hard to watch. Love you, Nags. That's really nice of you to say, Nathan. Thanks so much. (laughs) Matt, who said, if I listen to the fans, I'll be sitting with the fans? I believe it was an old general manager. I know that quote. I can't remember the exact quote, and I cannot remember who it's attributed to, but yes, I believe is an NFL GM said that. Um, Because... I'm more worried about the fans' response to a loss than I am the actual loss if we go down. I don't think that's crazy, Menace, because I've said all week on the radio that if they lose this game, it is going to be Armageddon uh, on Packers Twitter, at least. Like, you can set your watch by the meltdown. And look, it it really depends. For me, it depends on what they look like. Like, if it's a hard-fought game and it goes down to the wire and they lose the last second, like, it sucks. I'll hate myself for about 24 hours because I always do after the Packers lose uh, to the point where my girlfriend literally said after that Raiders game, she's like, I don't want to talk to you. Like, you're awful when you're like this. And it's like, I know. Even, like, now, all these years later, I'm still terrible after the after a loss. But that said, I can shake it off. Like, it's a day later. I'm good to go. If they show up looking like they've been looking against the Denver freaking Broncos and lose that game and it's, like, not close and Denver walks up and down the field and – Packers can't move on offense, and if it looks like that, then I'm going to be upset for real. And then I'm going to be like, all bets are off. All the questions are open now. Like, But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what Sunday brings. That's why we watch, right? You think that's a Jerry Glanville quote? I don't think it was Glanville. I know most of Glanville's quotes. Maybe it was, but I thought it was a GM. KC put up 19 points in Denver. Wasn't it in Kansas City? I'm trying to remember where the game was. But, yes, this is something I've been saying. Um, You know, so much has been said about the Denver defense, right, and how bad it's been, historically bad. And I think I talked about this earlier this week, but they've started playing better on that side of the ball. They have simplified things. Stuff I've read from the Denver media and the attendant podcasters, content creators – around the team sure would indicate that yeah, like yes those first like that first month or so the first stretch that defense was atrocious um but it looks like they've I'm not going to say right of the ship but they're playing much better football on defense now 
than they had or had been earlier in the season. So it's not like, again, it's not like the Packers are just going to show up and walk up and down the field. That is not going to happen. But, um, the, and Drew just made this point on the radio, and I totally agree. There's no game that I think this season where outside of the Detroit game is the one time this season where it's like, that's clearly a better team. Like, obviously, right? Every other game, they should have won the Raiders game. They should have won the Atlanta game. It's like, these are games that are winnable. They keep beating themselves. If the Packers show up and don't beat themselves on Sunday, they'll win. But they seem to have real trouble doing that. So, yeah, we'll find out. Jennifer says they have to win. It's my birthday. All right. Sounds good. Ooh, good question, Josh. Brink's truck for Gary soon, or will it be an off-season contract? That's an excellent question. The fact that they didn't get it done before the season was surprising, but under uh, somewhat understandable because of the injury situation. But, man, yeah, the, the more he plays and the more sacks he puts up, the more I – if I'm Gary and his representatives, I'm saying I'll talk to you this offseason. You know, and my guess would be it'll probably come right down to the wire. There'll be talk about the franchise tag, and then they won't use the tag, and they'll sign him to a big deal. That's – what I'm guessing right now. But maybe they get it done during the season. But if you're Gary at this point, why would you? Just, you know, I know the long-term commitment, the security of the signing bonus and all that, like maybe that sways him, but his price is only going up. Every game he plays, he's more and more productive. He's out on the field more now. He's not on a pitch count. Like, I don't know, man. It worked out for Devo- uh, for Devontae Adams. Uh, not so much for Justin Jefferson. These are the chances you take, right? We'll see. Give Gary his own bank. Austin says, what is up with these injuries? They play football, and then they practice playing football, and it's a physical thing. And when it happens, sometimes injuries happen. So everybody in the league deals with it, man. Every single team. Some people are, yes, have more injuries to deal with than others. But everybody's dealing with injuries. That's the National Football League, where the injury rate is 100%. Buddy Ryan said it. He had some great lines. There you go. Buddy Ryan. I could swear it was a GM, but Buddy Ryan sounds right. Uh, will Gary ever be at the Crosby level of snap count? I doubt it. I think they like rotating their guys. They want to keep him fresh, etc. Um, I think he could handle it, but I like. I think they really like their rotation. Um, now, you know, that said, who knows? Maybe Rashawn goes to them and says, hey, I can – handle more, I want more, put me out there more, then maybe gets close to that. But I don't see that being the way uh, Joe Barry and company want to operate anytime soon. I went through two remotes already this year, Menace. Oh, I remember those days. I watched the Saints and Jaguars last night, and I was shocked to see other teams have players get hurt. I know, it's this unbelievable kind of sequence of events where people play football and guys get hurt it happens Uh, the only motion this offense is using is me throwing my brick at the tv (laughs) brandy you'll be uh apparently shocked to find out that they are like in the top five of motion use in the nfl true story I would like to see downhill running continue. Short three-step drop, quick passing on situational ball. Receivers need to get beyond the sticks, need momentum. I like all those. I'm I'm down with that plan. Although I'd like to see, I'd like the downhill running, but I'd like to see a little more variation. 
especially if Aaron Jones is back. But that's just me. What I'd really like to see is some, you know, modicum of a return of the zone scheme, the outside zone, get Jones going on that, and then boot Jordan Love off of that zone scheme, off the zone action, and boot him out the back end to hopefully hit something deep, something underneath. I don't care. Get the ball out of his hand. But get that zone action going. And I think Jordan can be lethal coming off of that. Oh, Mimsy, what's up, man? Thanks for Super Chat. Long work week. Need a mother effing carry the G. I, you know, I hear you, man. I do too, but I'm not going to get one until I go to the studio on Sunday. Uh, but I will be having and imbibing carry the G on Sunday afternoon. You best believe it. In Mississippi, we throw cinder blocks. <laughs> I love it. All right, buddy. I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out and talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday. Carl, in here at the last minute with a super chat. What's up, man? It seems like there are many more teams than the Packers dealing with inconsistent play and coaching. A lot of games left. That is a a very good point. That's the thing I'll end with, where don't ever forget last year's five-game losing streak when they couldn't figure their way out of a paper bag, essentially. And then down the stretch last year, they started to kind of right the ship. They changed their approach on some things, and they won some ball games. And I have no idea where they're headed this year. I have no idea what's going to happen on Sunday, but th- this A is why we watch and why it's fun. But B, there is a lot of time left for them to figure this stuff out. That's why I keep seeing like, oh, it's a must-win game. It's like, sure, call it a must-win game. It doesn't change how they're going to operate. You know, what we say on the outside means absolutely nothing to them. So, yeah, I, even if they get run over on, on Sunday by the Broncos and c- come away with an L, it really depends on what way they're looking development-wise. Like, are these young guys starting to, like, maybe show a little bit more promise? They've shown a little more consistency on the offensive side of the ball. Um, you know, things can take some time, but every once in a while when they click, you get on a run, anything can happen. And it's still very, very early. So, going to be fun. going to be a fun one. Can't wait. Hope you guys can join us here on Cheesehead TV for the watch party Sunday afternoon. Myself, Corey Banke. It's going to be a lot of fun. going to be a good time watching the Packers all together as we do every week here at Cheesehead TV. Thank you so much, everybody. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like, hit subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go. (laughs) 